After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Well, hello there. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good grief. My name is Willie Lawson, and this is the Morning Report Fight Back Media Network. We appreciate you being here. Um, you know, it is it's Friday. Is it Friday? It's, fri it's Friday, um, October 11th. I think this is, this is Program 24. We're going to call it Program 24. So we're so we're legal, and we're about to become um, able to to rent a car. <laughs> we're right there on the precipice of a quarter of a hundred shows, so uh, we're looking forward to to getting there. You know what? My my other host is um, Paul Swanson of the Swanson Report. You want to check that out? Just Google Swanson Report, and that's Swanson spelled S W A N S E N Swanson, not Swanson, but Swanson. Um, and it's S-E-N because he tells me that it's Swedish. And because Paul tells me it's Swedish, I believe that that must be the reason. Um, Paul is a tremendous writer and a tremendous uh, broadcaster. And uh, and whenever he's on, he's going to have something that you will want to know about and you will want to listen to. So I can thank Paul Sponson for his help. He's always supported me in projects. I mean, since I've been doing projects here on the Internet. Uh, I really appreciate him. He's in the um, 
what I call the ass into Canada. Uh, he's on the northern northern tip of Wisconsin, so he can see everything better from up there. Again, thank you, Paul, for your help. Today we're going to cover two. We're going to cover two stories. We're going to cover um, Beto O'Rourke basically threatening churches that if they don't, you know, get in line with gay marriage, he is going to push to remove their um, charity status, their 5013C um, status, if they oppose same-sex marriage. So if they don't get on board with the gay thing, then they're going to lose their um, their tax-exempt status. That's Beto O'Rourke's plan. You know, it, it shouldn't surprise you, but we're going to have to talk a little bit about this. And um, I want to talk about first, when we get back from break, I want to talk about the cost of insuring illegal aliens, um, somewhere between 10 to $20 billion per year. Um, this is a PJ Media story that got re-released by my friends uh, at Red River Chronicle TV or Red River TV, um, Kevin and Janelle Batts. They're going back on the air to do videos. I'm so excited. Now, I know they they lived in Houston for a while, and they were dealing with hurricanes, and then they moved, and yeah, they had a lot going on, and you know, and they've got little kids, and they would do these videos, these really good videos, and because they're really organized, they're really sort of type A people, um, and so they would write this great stuff, and uh, I, I would tell Kevin, you know, your wife is way better at at this than you are uh and he agrees but um they really like to produce a top flight product and they do so you can follow them on facebook at red river red river tv um you can go to rivertv.com and follow them too i would suggest that you do that they were they were sponsors of the you know what of this network for a while while they were building their own and i'm just so proud that i could be any part of their lineage and their history and their story so um, Red River TV and um, Kevin and Janelle Batts, great couple, great story, great Christians, great people. So, and just super conservatives, real live, real live conservatives, and um, they're black. What? Yes. Anyway, we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take a short break. We'll be back with more of the morning report right after these messages. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today. All right, we are um, we are back. Thank you so much for um, for being with us today. Uh, you know, the first story um, again is from PJ Media and brought to us from the great folks at, at at Red River TV. It is the cost 
of insuring illegal aliens. You know, you, most of the Democrat candidates who run for president have proposed at least covering illegal aliens under the Affordable Care Act. Why? Well, ostensibly as a uh, compassionate, giving thing to do for people who are who are, who are desperate, who are here seeking asylum. Um, and I did the air quotes when I said seeking asylum. You didn't see that because this is podcasting. This is not video. It's just insane that, that they're just talking about that. And the, and the thing is, this is what, I, what we talk about here on this program and other programs for Fightback Media all the time. The left is really good about saying stuff, but, you know, they're, it's just it's just headline stuff. It doesn't take very much to dig just a little deeper to find out what the hell they're talking about. So what's it mean that we are going to cover these poor, destitute people who are breaking into our country, seeking a better life? What's it mean? I mean, it, it, it means this. It's because, it, it means it's not going to be cheap. That's what it means. The Center for uh, Immigration Studies issued a report, um, I believe it was yesterday, yes, yesterday, um, that estimates the cost of covering illegals using the Affordable Care Act, as well as Medicaid, as sort of a Medicaid-ACA hybrid coverage. Consistent with other research, uh, we estimate that there are 4.9 million uninsured illegal immigrants with incomes low enough, less than 400% of the poverty threshold to qualify for subsidies under the Affordable Care Act. Given their age, income, and average cost of providing um, ACA subsidy for illegal immigration would be about 4,600 bucks a year. The total cost of providing ACA subsidies to illegal immigrants could be 22.2. Six billion dollars annually if they all enrolled. But the total cost, assuming a more realistic enrollment, is 10.4 billion. Let me help you. 10.4 billion. Let me help you. 10.4 billion dollars per year. While the overall cost would be large, the average subsidy illegal immigrants will receive is still smaller than the average ACA subsidy. It is primarily because illegal immigrants are relatively young, a young population. Although we consider an ACA-only approach would be most likely, we will also estimate the cost of the hybrid ACA Medicaid scenario, which in the lowest income illegal immigrants, about half of the population, are given Medicaid, while those on higher incomes will receive ACA subsidies compared to an only ACA compared to an ACA only approach the total cost of the ACA Medicaid hybrid would be similar it'd be 19.6 billion dollars assuming that everybody enrolled and 10.7 a little higher billion assuming that a more realistic enrollment rate for both programs there you go now 
the um, the center didn't attempt to estimate the indirect or second level costs, such as possibility uh, that offering government health benefits could incentivize more elite. Well, of course it would. I mean, you, if you have people who aren't who aren't getting the level of coverage that they believe they should or they want, and they're not only coming from Mexico, they're coming from places that are crap holes like Venezuela in South, you know, in South America. They're coming through Mexico into the United States because what they can what they can get is not only free or to subsidize health care. They can get um, loans for to start businesses. They can get housing. Are you kidding me? It's a panacea. So, of course, there are going to be more illegal immigrants. Of course they are. They're dangling the carrot. And the most cynical and terrible thing about this isn't that we're opening our doors to help people. The, cyn the cynical and terrible part about this is that we're opening our doors so Democrats and socialists could get votes. That's what this is about. That's the worst part about it. I mean, for, for, seriously, the worst part about this is that this is not um, some sort of uh, program to help people who are destitute. This is simply to get power. That's what this is all about. It's really not about anything else. It's not about love and compassion. This is not about send us your poor, send us your weak, send us your... This is not about any of that. This is about power. And this is about power. This is what this is about. Let there let there be no doubt. Let's let us be clear. You know, this is one of the things that the the left is tweeting and and and, and when they're attacking the president, they always like to say they almost like to just just throw this in in the front of all their tweets. As if what they're saying is somehow biblical and obvious to anybody who's paying attention. Let us be clear. This is not about compassion. This is about power. This is about throwing the, throwing the borders open and providing um, people with everything they need from cradle to grave. Now, I mentioned healthcare and housing and and loans. I, you know, I hear from my friend um, Shirley Huzar all the time that illegal immigrants get financial assistance to open businesses, where black people don't get the same financial assistance to open open businesses. Um, illegal immigrants will, of course, their children will get free education. You know, they'll be sent to to public schools in districts that are already suffering, already having trouble paying for. Um, what they, you know, what they need, and they'll be inundated with more. Hmm. So this is not about any, anything that is altruistic. This is simply about power, power and power alone, not compassion, power. That's what this is about. Let, let, let there be no doubt. Uh, let us be clear. That's what this is about. It's not about anything else. And if you think it's about anything else, then uh, you're wrong. I'm just saying you're wrong. Uh, the National Review 
Um, the other report explores the cost of expanding health care for illegal immigrants. Uh, it estimates that you um, you made out roughly 4.9 million un, un, excuse me, uninsured, low-income uh, illegal immigrants eligible for Obamacare subsidies. It would cost about $10 billion a year. This works out to about $80 per household in the country. So where that money comes from? It comes from you. And if Bernie Sanders got you fooled, that it's only going to come from the one... The the one percent the ten percent of the one percent, he's a bald face liar. Every household, every household. There you go. If you want to take your own guess, how many people would sign up? Multiply forty six hundred thirty seven dollars by those total number of people, and you'll get the total cost. There you go. That number, honestly, may be a little a little lower, because most of the legal, the illegal immigrants are are younger. Now, we're dealing, you know, what in this kind of situation, we're not only dealing with the cost. We're dealing, I mean, the the monetary cost. We're dealing with the cost to the culture, and we're gonna we're gonna explore this on the Fight Back Media Show, um, because it is the cost to the culture. That is, I believe, maybe irreparable. That's this is the thing that we have to continue to be on guard about. And what I mean by a cost of the culture is that we're talking about not being able to maintain our republic. If you listen to the verbiage used by the left, they hardly ever say republic. They always say democracy. They always say democracy. They never say republic. They never say constitutional republic. Now, you hear them when they're they're bashing the president, talking about that he's a threat to our constitution and our democracy. Well, if you understand the constitution, what what, what you know is that we're not a democracy. But they depend on the ignorance of most Americans. They depend on people just being emotional about things and not really thinking about what people are saying. And then when they and then when someone like us brings it up, they think we're nitpicking. But these are extremely important points. If you're talking about running a country, if you're ta- think, if you're thinking about running a um, a soccer club. They may be points points of semantics, but if you're thinking about running a uh, a first world superpower into the twenty first twenty second century, then we're talking about something that the details are the most important part of it. All right, listen, we got to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the morning report right after these messages. Thank you ever so much for coming. We appreciate you greatly. We'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Willie Lawson here. Um, you know, it is October now, so we are not thinking about April. April is, of course, the tax month. April 15th is the day that you, that most people, even people on the left, kind of hate government a little, you know, just a little bit. Uh, although they'll say, in pu- people will say in public how happy they are to 
write that check and pay their taxes because it's going, you know, government is good. They don't believe that for a, for a moment because none of them, when they got extra money in their paycheck, said, we're just going to send that back to government. None of them said that. They're all ball-faced liars. But now is the perfect time to start thinking about how you're going to finish up your year tax-wise. We're approaching the... Um, we are October, November, December, the third, the fourth quarter of this year. And now it's time to start gathering up all that stuff and getting ready. Um, because the sooner you file, if you get a refund, the sooner um, you get your refund back if you get a refund. And the sooner you, and sooner that you have your paperwork together, the less stress it is when it comes time to file um, on April 15th. At 11.59.59 p.m. Um, so, if you need help with any of that, I got a guy. Remember I said yesterday that every guy needs, you know, everybody needs to have a florist and a barber, you know, and a barber. Every guy, any, every guy in every family now needs to have a tax attorney. This is a sad reality and a sad truth in our lives. Everybody needs to have a tax attorney. Um, our guy is Nehemiah Jefferson of the Jefferson Firm. Um, he's an attorney and a counselor at law and specializes in tax law um, for individuals and small businesses. There ain't no reason to get in trouble with these people if you can get help. And you can contact my friend Nehemiah at nj at thejeffersonfirm.com. Or you can call him toll free 877-575-7765. That's Toll-free, 877-575-7765. Um, the address here in, in Tampa is 5331 Primrose Lake Circle, Suite 207. Um, you can give him a call. You can send him an email. Go to the website at thejeffersonfirm.com. Learn more about him. He's a good guy. He's a Florida State dude. Come on, man. Go Knowles. Um, and he and he'll, he'll be able to help you or direct you to somebody maybe in your state who can help you. Uh, I I am not sure if he's if he's licensed to practice law in any other place in Florida, but I'm sure that he can help you find somebody who's licensed to um, practice law where you are. And I, as you know, am not an attorney. I'm just a spokesperson. Okay. And this is not a paid ad. This is an, this is an endorsement uh, of a really good guy and a friend of mine. Um, so, again, Nehemiah Jefferson, attorney at law and counselor at law. The Jefferson Firm, LLC. Um, and the, the toll-free number is 877-575-7765. Or you can go to thejeffersonfirm.com. Summer's coming soon. What are we going to do? How are you going to build memories? How are you going to keep the family and those kids entertained? Well, you are going to do something special. You're going to do something that you didn't think you were going to do. You're going to go to my website, fightbackmedia.com, and click on the Best of Orlando banner. And from there, you're going to be able to book all the best hotels and resorts in Orlando, get discounts on all the best attractions, Walt Disney World, SeaWorld, Universal Studios, and book the best shows, the Out of Control Comedy Dinner Show, and even the Blue Man Group in Orlando. You will be able to book all of those 
right there on the website. You'll be able to take the, the Baki Creek airboat ride, the Wild Florida airboats, um, Chef Mickey's fun time um, buffet, and a tour of the city of Orlando. It's going to be a great time, a great time to build memories. Just go to fightbackmedia.com and click the Best of Orlando banner. Do it now. Build memories that you're going to have with your family forever. Do it right now. Go to fightbackmedia.com and click on the Best of Orlando banner at the top of my website. You are not going to regret it. You're going to come back after the summer and thank me. Thank you, Willie, for giving us the time of our lives. All right, welcome back. We appreciate it. Um, you know, it's it, it it's funny to me, um, being someone who is growing up. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say it this way: who is growing up now as a uh, a fifty nine year old dude? I'm growing up in the church at this point, and um, when I hear attacks on the church, and I'm hearing attacks on the Christian church, especially because this is this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. We're, we are talking about the Christian church. We're not talking about the the Islamic mosques. Um, we're talking about the Christian church primarily. Um, and this is an article from um, The Blaze. And I'll, I, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, make sure that I credit, give credit where credit is due. Or could I give blame where where blame goes. Well, I'll give credit where credit is due. This is an article by Carlos Garcia uh, from The Blaze. Long shot Democratic, Democrat, and, and, and I, I hate saying Democratic because there's nothing Democratic about it. Uh, Democrat, uh, Beto O'Rourke, has been, um, has made a, an admission during, of course, a CNN town hall event on LGBTQ policies that is for sure to be featured on many Republican political ads. O'Rourke affirmed that he would strip churches and other organizations of their taxism status if they refused to support LGBT cause by opposing same-sex marriages. You hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Beto O'Rourke said basically that he would strip churches and other organizations of their taxism status if they opposed same-sex marriage. So that would somehow, I don't know how, churches, I, I can almost see how you would be able to do that, but I don't really see how you would be able to do that with other organizations. It'd be some sort of litmus test. If they had a, a sort of a, a 503C status that you would be able to find out if they supported um, same-sex marriage, that if they had, quote, anti-LGBT Q, elemental P, um, positions that somehow you could out them and then cancel them by cancel, but by getting rid of the way for people to give them money to exist. This is what this is. Now, again, someone who is growing up in the church now, my gut feeling is, and I've said this before, the best thing that could happen to the American Christian church is to lose the 503C status. 
that would be the very best thing. Because I, I, I am of the belief that there are some pastors and there are some churches that are very, very, that have been very, very careful not to be too vocal on things that slip into the political realm for fear of losing this status. They've been, the, these churches that have, I'm not just saying, and I don't, and, and, and stop with this hating on all the big churches. Yeah, that's what we want. We want churches to be big, right? We want churches to have a lot of people in them. But so stop hating on the mega churches. And it isn't just the mega churches. Trust me. The way that churches have in the past 20 years or 30 years have been able to survive is especially with dwindling um, monetary numbers is this. They've been able to be able to take all the the tithes and the offerings and not have to pay taxes on them. They've been able to have buildings and not have to pay property taxes. That's the way they've survived. That's the way they have survived. And a lot of people are afraid, are still afraid that if they lose that status, they won't be able to survive. Now that is more a theological conversation than a lot of you realize. I'm not getting in that conversation this morning, but that's a theological conversation. But people, but they believe it. So they are trying to defend that point, of course, and the political people who are truly unchurched, even on the conservative or Republican side, the Republican side, I guess that's better to say, they are using that as uh, a point, a, a talking point. You see, they want to remove your, your 503C status. They want you to pay taxes because they hate you. They're trying to put you out of business. Okay. I submit that the left would be doing the churches a big favor because then pastor could get up in the get up in the pulpit without fear of retribution from the government and simply say same we're losing our 503 sat, three status and this is why because we believe what the bible says We've been telling people for years that we believe what the Bible says. The government wants us to deny what the Bible says. I'm going to get a little churchy here for a second. Maybe some of you have never heard what I'm about to say. The Bible is, a lot of you know, is the word of God. You've heard it called the word of God. Some of you might not have heard that there's a, a, a verse in the Bible said that the word that uh, talking about Jesus, the word became flesh. So Jesus is the word of God. So what the government wants you to do is to not believe what Jesus says, but to believe what government says. 
see the theological point here? That's what they, and this is how they cancel the church. So, um, with, with any courage at all from churches and pastors, this would be the best thing ever. Now, a lot of people who, who, who aren't going to look into this the, the very same way that I do here on the Morning Report are going to just freak out. And, I, and I'm just glancing over some of the Facebook posts. I'm like, oh, it'd be the very best thing that ever happened to the church. Now, even and even today, and, and I'm telling you, it's just fear, because even today, no church has ever been prosecuted, lost their 503C status because of something that someone said in the pulpit hasn't happened it just hasn't happened. And maybe it would be better to have to rearrange how you fund your church. Now, again, because you don't have the three the, the five oh three I mean the five oh three C status, there are other ways that you can get money. Now you can be now there can actually be a business side to the church. And for a lot of churches, there are a business side. They have, um, and I know a lot of people don't like this. They have like, cafes where they have co- people have coffee or they can sell donuts and they can sell pastries and stuff. And, and that money goes to missions or that money goes to youth. Uh, that, might, that money may just end up trickling into the general fund. Okay. They can open these same cafes or, or, or shops somewhere else, not on the church property. And actually make money for the church. They could be ready for the transfer of wealth from the from the enemy to the church and be able to benefit from it. Wow, pay, paying on the Caesars, paying on the Caesar, what Caesars? This is the thing that again. It may be, and I, and I know you're going to see, you're going to hear a lot of a lot about it, but it actually may be the best thing that could happen. Now, will there be turbulent turbulence in the meantime? Well, yeah, there would be. I there, there's no way, there's no way to say there wouldn't be turbulence. There'd be turbulence. Would some would some churches have to scale back? Certainly. Would some would some churches go away? Probably. Now. The churches that wouldn't go away are the really small churches because there is a lot of churches meet, don't meet in, in, in buildings that they've built. So there aren't, there are no property tax, um, repercussions. They have fairly small, they have fairly, fairly small congregations. So the amount of money, amount of money given on on, a, on e, in any given service is frankly not that much, and the tax burden would not be that great. So the so the so, so the the super small churches I'm talking churches of twenty to thirty people, not really who don't have a building, who are renting somewhere. They have a, 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 I mean, they're in a, um, a meeting room or a conference room at a hotel, or they're meeting in a movie theater. And a lot of churches, a lot of churches move, meet in movie theaters. 
because there's they're already set up for the whole people sitting in chairs and looking at you know looking down on looking either down on a stage or up on a stage. Um, so you'd be surprised how many how many churches meet in movie theaters, and um, the average size of a church in the United States is, is about fifty people. Now I know when people think church, they think the Catholic Church, and they think of these huge edifices and cathedrals, and and they or they think about the mega church with like um, Joel Osteen and thirty thousand people, twenty thousand people, Creflo Dollar. They think about about these churches, but most churches in America are about fifty people. So if you're now in a church that's small, forty people, you're 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 pretty much on the average size of a church. Don't. Don't think anything else. Don't think that oh, we're small, we can't do anything. You're, you're on the average size of a church. If you're in a church of five or 600 people, that's a fairly large church in America. So you got to have some, I don't know, context, perspective, that kind of thing. So again, it, 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 it may be fine. It may be the best thing ever. The church may actually be able to stand up and be the church. Good luck. But it doesn't matter because Beto O'Rourke has as much chance to win the Democrat nomination as my cup of coffee here. And he's not nearly as useful as my cup of coffee. Mm, good stuff. All right. We're going to close out today. And, and, and I haven't done, we haven't done the A Jackass report all week. And we're going to do one now on Friday because things are probably going to pop off. Um, as the weather's getting a little cooler, things tend to things things get them to slow down a little bit in Chicago. Um, right now on the, on the Hey Jackass website, HeyJackass.com, illustrating Chicago's values that keeps track of all the shootings and murders in the Chicagoland area. Let's see, October to today, in the last uh, eleven days or ten days, really. Because um, this goes back to back to yesterday, nine people have been shot and killed. Well, almost almost one a day. Uh, Forty-seven people have been shot and wounded. About five and a, almost five people a day, uh, for a total of fifty-six um, shots. So in ten days, that's five point six people were shot. Nine of them were killed. Ten homicides. Um, this week, three people were shot and killed. That's that's ten six through ten twelve. Uh, we're getting to the end of that. Um, three people were shot and killed. Uh, Twenty five people were shot um, and wounded Tw- uh, for a total of twenty eight. Obviously, in three homicides. Year to date, three hundred seventy five people in the petri dish of gun control were shot and killed. Eighteen hundred nine were shot. And wounded. For a total of 2,184 people shot in the petri dish of gun control. With over 409 homicides. In Chicago, somebody is shot every three hours and six minutes. Every 16 and a half hours, someone is murdered in Chicago. In the petri dish. In the experimentation zone of the one of some of the most stringent gun laws in the country. You got to be kidding me, right? And this is the, the 
the kind of gun control that Barack Obama and and Rahm Emanuel said that the entire country can have should have. I say mm, thank you no. Thank you no. You know that there's only a 9.5% 2019 homicide clearance rate. Only 9.5% of the homicides have been cleared. People charged and or people convicted of the homicide. Think about that. 91.5% of these crimes or I'm sorry, 90 percent of these crimes are unsolved. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So the price tag of 103,363,200. This is what the left wants everywhere. I politely, or not so politely, decline. Thanks for coming to the Morning Report. We appreciate you being here with us today. My name is Willie Lawson. Um, the voice that you will hear probably a couple times next week is my friend Paul Swanson of the Swanson Report. S-W-A-N-S-E-N because it's Swedish. Thank you again. Please send me an email telling me where you heard the report, whether you heard it on Spreaker, whether you heard it on Spotify, whether you heard it on iHeart.com or somewhere else. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that you'd like us to cover, like us to talk about, please let me know. Again, the email address is, I'll say it slower, for those of us who went to public school, WLS860, you get it? At gmail.com. So thanks so much. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sake, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, 
cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.